Put up our hands and our ushers will get you one. If you need a pen, they'll get you that as well. If this is your first time with us today, we are especially honored that you've come our way. And if you're looking for a church home, we would be delighted to have you join us. We are a bunch of people who are just seeking God to follow him and to obey his word. We do have a free gift for you if you'd like to stop by the info center. Um, there's free gifts available for all of our first-time visitors today. Once again, welcome to the online um, live streaming. Um, I know many are, are on vacation, and they're joining us from hotel rooms and resorts and all sorts of special places. So thank you so much for taking time out to join us and be a part of our service. Today, everyone say today. So today I'm going to actually be talking about getting approval from our, the right source, if you will. Everyone say approval. Now that, that means different things to different people. When we think about approval, that, that word actually means to be endorsed, you know, to, 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 you know, to, to be proud of, to highly esteem, see. And so we're going to talk about how to get our approval from the right source. That's what this series is really all about. Um, and often, often I've found as a pastor, we look for approval in all the wrong places. We, we reach out and I've seen older adults struggling to gain approval um, from a parent, perhaps. I know I did. I was um, raised by a single mom. My dad took off when we were young. And, uh, you know, I, w I constantly wanted that approval of my biological father. And Never got it for years until not long before he died um, when he surrendered his life to the Lord. That one point, he finally gave it to me, um, and I felt this sense of, you know, fulfillment um, in my life. Uh, well, I could have gone my whole life without that, you know, seeking to gain that. Sometimes we, we look for approval um, from a sibling. You know, we want, we want them to say they're proud of us, perhaps, or, um, or from a boss, you know, we want them to acknowledge us or endorse us or approve of us. Um, perhaps it's a friend or, or, or someone else in our lives that we're looking for approval from. And here's what I found out is we, we, we can live our whole lives seeking the approval of man only to find out that in most cases, most cases, it never happens. It, people, you know, those people pass on and we never quite got it or they're still alive and we still don't have it. And it only leads to a bunch of hurt, a bunch of disappointment, and a bunch of frustration in our lives. And so we're going to talk about that. We're going we're to drill down uh, over the next four weeks and talk about that during this series. And uh, hopefully this will help each and every one of us. And the foundation text for our series is found in Ephesians. If you can open your Bibles or maybe your your smartphone apps or your tablets to Ephesians 1, um, and not just look at it on, on the screen here, but I'd like for you to underline and highlight some things perhaps in your Bible or your, or your app. So it says this here in Ephesians. Now, Paul, this is one of Paul's prison epistles, and that's the author of this book. And it, Paul is saying to the church at Ephesus, he says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we're looking at verse 3 here, and we'll go through verse 8. 
from the God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, you may want to underline that, in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing, you may want to underline that or highlight that, in Christ, for he chose us, you may want to underline or highlight that, he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless, two words you may want to underline or highlight, holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for what? Let's all say that word together. For adoption, adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and his will. Wow. All those words you want to underline. Just great stuff. To the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves, in him. You know, if you go through the Bible and just underline or highlight all the in him realities, it'll change your life. When you understand who you are in him or in Christ, all this stuff that happens on a daily basis that stresses us out seems to fall away because we are in him, amen? We are in him. Spiritually speaking, we are seated with him in heavenly places. That's what the Bible teaches us. We're seated with him in heavenly places, okay? We're talking about spiritual here. So, all right, so in him we have redemption. How many of you are glad for redemption? We have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he what? He lavished. Wow. <laughs> he didn't just, you know, give you a little bit, right? But he lavished on us. Wow. Wow. Gosh, I'm excited already. Now, uh, isn't it interesting, isn't it interesting that of all days to start this series, and this is how the Holy Spirit works, all days to start this series, uh, we just had a perfect illustration with James and Kelly in adopting Karsten and Kasha. I think it's so cool that I was planning this out, and then all of a sudden, you know, this came together, and man, pshh, it was so cool that on the day that they are, uh, the week they're adopted, on the day they're dedicated, this series kicks off. Wow, I'm talking about cool. So years ago, I used to get these um, phone calls, typically during supper, and Vicki and I would, you know, say, you get it this time, it's your turn, <laughs> you know, typically during supper, um, that uh, from an overly excited salesman, who would say, hey, Mr. Homeowner, or whatever, you know, you have been pre-approved, right? How many of you know what I'm talking about? You've been pre-approved for a particular, you know, card or mortgage or refinance to get cash in your hand to use any way you want. Once in a while, I still get mailers that say I've been pre-approved, you know, for, you know, the, a card or, or, or a credit card or an offer that they're offering, you know, low interest rate for six months and then they jack it up to 18% or whatever, you know, that goes. I suppose there's some, some people that find this offer, you know, sort of irresistible, right? I've always wondered, I've always wondered about this pre-approval process and wondered how banks lending institutions that I have never done any business with. They don't know me from 
Adam, right? I've always wondered how, how in the world they could approve me or pre-approve me for a credit card or a loan in advance when, you know, they don't know me from Adam. And so I looked a little closer at the wording one time, and actually what it says is this. You have been pre-approved to receive this special offer. And then there's this little what? There you go, this asterisk um, on the card. And as you go down to the bottom of the page, here's what it says. Subject to credit approval, income verification, and employment salary, and so on. So I begin to look at these offers just a little bit different. How honored I was to be pre-approved to receive their junk mail. <laughs> you know, how honored I was to be pre-approved to receive an offer that I may not even qualify for. How honored I was, right? And it kind of took, a, took the thrill out of being pre-approved because I realized that in this context, the word pre-approved literally meant nothing, right? Literally meant nothing. As I thought about it, I realized that a lot of people sort of, you know, think similarly to the way the gospel works. Yeah, and they think that everybody has been pre-approved to get the offer to hear the gospel, but the question remains whether they have what it takes to be fully approved. When you go down and follow the conditions, do you have what it takes to be fully approved? And I can't tell you how many people that have talked to me that, that say stuff like, you know, I want to be a Christian, but and I don't know if I have what it takes. I don't know if I can qualify. I don't know if I can do this whole Christian gig and do this whole Christian thing and fulfill all of the obligations, you know, of the Christian life. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I qualify. And I've also heard people who are already Christians say, I'd like to be used by God. I really would. I'd like for him to do something significant with my life, and, uh, but I, I don't know if I qualify. I don't know. I don't think I do. You know, when, when we get down to it, I don't know if I would really qualify. You see, I've got, I've got some bad credit, you know, so to speak, and some bad marks on my Christian report card. <laughs> Some of you would say, yeah, that's me, right? Yeah, I've, been, I've disappointed myself and I've disappointed God. I know that. So I don't know if I qualified to be used by God. I don't know if he would approve of me. I don't know. He may say I'm pre-approved, but does, does that really mean what he says? I mean, I know he loves me. I mean, he's got to love me because he's got to love everybody, right? I know, I know that's true, but I don't think he sees a whole lot of potential in me, maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't. And then when the Holy Spirit calls them, they think, I can't do it. I just can't do it. I don't measure up. I'm inadequate. I don't, I don't get it. I, I know I'm included in the offer, but God, are you really talking to me? Are you really, are you really saying that, that you accept me? But here's the deal. I want you to know, everyone in this audience, those watching online, I want you to know that God has pre-approved you for a wonderful, meaningful, fulfilling life. Boy, I thought I'd get a good amen out of that one. <laughs> amen, amen. <laughs> God has pre-approved you. 
thank you. <laughs> Pre-approved you to a wonderful, meaningful, fulfilling life. Your pre-approval is complete. Did you hear me? There's no asterisk. There is nothing. There's no hidden, you know, conditions, no small print. Amen? You have been pre-approved by God to live a great life in Him, and all you have to do is accept the offer. It's up to you to just accept the offer. And that's what today is about. It's, it's really about kicking off this whole idea of the approval factor. And this is one of at least four messages. You know how that goes. Um, and so for the next four weeks, we're going to look at the subject of how to live according to God's approval, how to, how to understand that, how to deal with the approval or the disapproval from others, and how to deal with whether or not you're able to give yourself approval. And that's a big deal, and we'll talk about how, you, how, do you, how do you actually approve of yourself? How do you give yourself approval? And so today we're going to talk about the fact that you have been pre-approved by God for a great life to be lived in Him. Are you ready for this? You already qualify. Turn to someone and say, you qualify. Come on. And this is not a case where you have to receive, you know, where you receive an offer in the mail. And, and God's saying, I've got great plans for you. And then you respond, and he says, whoa, 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 whoa. wait a minute here. <laughs> wait a minute. Hold on a second. There's a little, much too bag little too much baggage in your past, so I'm going to pull back that offer for just a little bit. That's not how it works. Amen? It's not how it works. You've been pre-approved by God, not just to hear the offer, but to live the life that God has called you and I to live. And that's good news. So what exactly have you been pre-approved for? Good question. What kind of life offer, if you will, what kind of life offer has God made available to you? Today I want to focus on three benefits that you and I have been pre-approved to experience. Now, this is found in our foundational text in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 through 8. The first thing you've been pre-approved for is you've been approved to be irrevocably His. You've been approved to be irrevocably His. You know, I, I just got to stop for a second and say how blessed I am to see this little one up here taking notes, a pen in her hand, taking good notes. That's very cool. I don't I want to embarrass you, but it, ju it just really touches my heart that, that this is important to you, okay? Amen? Let's give her a hand. That's cool. She's like, yeah, wow. <laughs> That's, that, yeah, okay, let's move on. You've been, pre, you've been approved to be irrevocably his. Check this out in Ephesians 1, verse 5. In love, how many of you know he loves you this morning? He loves you this morning. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons or daughters through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and his will. Notice, with his pleasure and his will. I can tell you that James and, and Kelly adopted those little kids with their pleasure. 
It was their pleasure, right, right, Kelly? It was their pleasure to adopt those children. They couldn't wait. They had so many setbacks that it seemed like it wasn't never going to happen. But they persevered, amen? And they trusted the Lord, and they allowed the support of their family to come around them, their friends. And, and they did it with pleasure. I love that word, pleasure. It was God's pleasure Amen? It was God's pleasure to adopt you as a son or a daughter. Adoption, yeah. I mean, many people, when they read this text, they, uh, they, they zero in on the word predestined, and they want to debate over what that looks like and what that means and all that it entails. And, but I want to zero in at a different word today, and that is the word adoption. Adopt, okay? It's such a special word that the Apostle Paul uses here in this text to describe your and I, relate my relationship with the Lord. It's a, it's a really cool word. As a matter of fact, the word adoption was a Roman custom, not a Jewish custom. And the word adoption doesn't even appear in the Old Testament. It's a New Testament, new idea, but Paul, as he's writing two-thirds of the epistles in the New Testament, Paul introduced it in his writings because he knew, he knew that his audience, to the Romans, his audience would understand the significance of the term. And the Roman adoption didn't always occur between a parent and an infant, as in most cases, in the United States, but sometimes for political reasons or business reasons, the, the patriarch of the family would adopt an adult son or daughter, and such an adoption was binding in every legal aspect. As a matter of fact, the person adopted was given a new name and a new identity. The person that was adopted was given a new name and a new identity. If you're filling in blanks there, you can do that. Think about that. God adopts us, right? And we're given a new name and a new identity. Wow. I mean, we're, we're, how many of you know you are a new person, right? You are a new person. And in this situation, his old obligations, once he's adopted or she's adopted, their old obligations and debts are, were wiped out. And they began their new life with their new family. I, I just want to, I want to underscore the word new here. I want to underscore the word new. And you see that new life, new family. Wow. And I want you to understand that you have a new identity. You're not the old person that you used to be. And upon, and upon being adopted, the adopted one became an immediate partaker of the family inheritance. In our way of seeing things, we know in our society, um, you receive your inheritance when you die or when someone dies. <laughs> you get, that's when you get it, right? In the Roman world, a person received their inheritance when they were born or when they were adopted into the family. That's how it worked. They got their, that's why Paul said in Romans chapter 8, verse 17, it's there in your notes, it says, since we are his children, we are his what? We're his heirs. In other words, the very moment you became a child of the Son of God, 
you became an heir of his. Yeah, that's some good preaching right there. I just want you to know that. <laughs> I'm not trying to pat myself on the back because it's his word. <laughs> Another thing that adoption is, is that it was permanent. It was irrevocable. Did you know that? In this situation, a man could choose to disown his own, his own flesh and blood, his own children by birth, but in the case of adoption, there was no going back. It was permanent. As, yeah, as a matter of fact, I know someone who adopted someone and, you know, kind of as a teen and they just, you know, turned their back on the family and they tried to legally disown them and they can't, they couldn't legally disown them. They could legally disown their flesh and blood, but not their adopted children. It was irrevocable. It was permanent. There was no going back. It was a once and for all permanent arrangement. I just want you to think about that in the context of us and God. So today I'm saying that this relationship, this is the relationship that God has chosen for you and for me. He has adopted you and he's adopted you and me into this family thing called God, right? So you're his children, you're his child, you're his son, you're his daughter. And the life that you had before you became a follower of Jesus Christ is gone. It's over. Did you hear me? It's gone. It's finished. <laughs> it's nada. <laughs> it just is over. And look at this scripture in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Check this out. If any man is in Christ... If anyone is in Christ, in, notice in Christ, that's in him. That's those in him realities I was talking about. If any man is in Christ, he is a what? A new creation. Literally speaking, Matt, it, it literally means a new species of being that has never existed before. That's, that's, what it, that's what that whole new creation reality literally means. A new species of being that has never existed before. That's who you are in Christ. That's who you are in Christ. If you're a new creation, if you're in him, anyone's in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone. We, we, King James, the old man is gone, right? The old man. I'm not talking about your dad. I'm talking about you, the old you, <laughs> is gone and the new you has come, see? And that's this adoption thing, guys. It's, it's brand new. You're, you're, and it's, it, God says, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm glued to you. You're mine. And I, I'm not going back on my promise. There's no fine print here. You know, there's, there's no going back. It's irrevocable. It's permanent. I have adopted you into the family of God, and you're my son. You're my daughter. Does that mean you, doesn't, you don't mess up? Of course not. We call ourselves the not-so-perfect church because we do mess up. And I mean, you know, as a parent, when your kids mess up, you don't disown them. You don't write them off. You don't kick them to the curb. You help them get back up on their feet, right? And help them survive and thrive as a result of that. So here's the deal. You have been adopted into the family of God, and all that is, is, is his is yours. All that is his is yours. Wow. 
and see as an heir of God, you have unlimited, listen to me, unlimited access. Did you hear me? You know, there's two ways of looking at life. There's a scarcity mentality and there's an abundant mentality. And the scarcity mentality says, you know what? Stephen Covey wrote about this. He says, you know, there's a scarcity mentality looks at life as just one pie. And it has eight pieces in it. And, that, and if you get a piece, Doug, and Barb, if you get a piece, and if Zach, if you can have two or three pieces, <laughs> that means there's left, less for me to have, right? Inside joke, you have to be on Facebook and friends with Zach and Allie, just so you know, all right? Um, and yeah, and so that means I have less. I, in other words, for you to win, I lose. But the abundant mentality is there is an unlimited supply, Sebastian, of pies. You can, like, you get a pie, and you get a pie, and you get a pie. Do the Oprah thing, right? Yeah, you get a car. So, so there's a, listen, you have unlimited access to all that God has. All that is his is what? Yours. See, you have to understand, once you square that inside and you go, man, God's not, God's not holding out on me. I just haven't tapped in. I haven't tapped into what's available. I haven't accepted the offer. Hello? See, there's an unlimited supply of joy. There's an unlimited supply of peace. In the midst of a storm, there's an unlimited supply of love and mercy and power and grace and victory. There's an unlimited supply of everything you need for life and godliness according to his word. These are the riches of God's glory and they are yours and mine to experience. These are the riches of God's glory. And God wants you and I to have them. And that takes us right into the second thing that you've been pre-approved for and that is you've been approved to be blessed blessed. Ephesians, once again, our foundational text, verse 5, says this, praise be to the God and the Father and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has, past tense, who has what? What? Blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in once again, in Christ. How many of you are in Christ? Let me see your hands. Uh, that means you, right? That includes you. Who's blessed us in the heavenly realms. See, spiritually speaking, you are blessed by God as a son or a daughter. See, it's not that God might bless you someday. Paul said, listen, Paul said he has already blessed you. It's already yours. The blessings are yours. Check this out. The blessings are yours. The blessings, the blessings are in your account. Vicki and I were watching a show last night, and some, some guy put some money in this guy's account as a bribe, you know, to set him up for a fall. And, and, but see, God, God is not setting you up as a bribe or a fall. He has blessed you. It's already in your account. See, you just haven't seen the zeros. Yeah. 
<laughs> Amen. You haven't seen, you haven't seen what God sees. God hasn't, God has, has somehow put some things in your account, but you and I sometimes don't have spiritual eyes to see. That's why the prophet of old said, God, give him some glasses. Give this guy some glasses so that he can see what I see. That there are, there are more that be with us than those that be with them. Sometimes we just don't see that these things have already been placed in our account. The blessings are yours. The blessings are already in your account. You just have to, listen, accept them. You just have to learn how to accept. And that's, we have a hard time with that sometimes. We have a hard time. Has it ever occurred to you to start your day saying, God, I want to receive every single blessing that you have in store for me today. I just, I just, I encourage you to do that. I double dog dare you to do that. <laughs> we have two dogs, so I can say that. I double dog dare you to just do that. Yeah, just start every day saying, yeah, Ruby, start every day, Ruby, saying, God, I just, I want to receive every blessing you have in store for me today. I want it. Right? I want it. Why? It's in my account. Right? Yeah, some people don't feel comfortable with that. Some people don't. They actually feel like, you know, it's being selfish. You know, I, I, I could not do that. I can't, I can't say, God, I want to be blessed by you. I don't want to. I can't. Oh, no. That's selfish. That's, that's materialistic. That's egotistical. That's wrong. When Bruce Wilkerson was writing the or wrote the, uh, the book, The Prayer of Jabez, the greatest criticism he received over that book was the first part when he said, God, bless me indeed. How many of you have read The Prayer of Jabez? Good book. Highly recommend it. But he, he got all sorts of criticism. People would say stuff like, it's selfish, it's materialistic, it's egotistical, it's wrong. No, it's spiritual. Did you hear me? It's spiritual. It's biblical that God blesses his kids. God wants to bless his kids. Amen? He wants you and I to be blessed. How many of you parents, let me see the hands of the parents, wants your kids blessed? <laughs> well, if we, being evil or fall from time to time, know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more will God give those gifts to his children when they ask? Right? Isn't that what the Bible says? Yeah. How much more? See, God wants his kids blessed. He wants you, if you're in Christ, to be blessed. He wants you to experience his blessings. And no parent would ever want his kids to be messed up. My granddaughter was just accepted to Northwestern College. And Vicki and I are like coming unglued, right? That she was able to do that and achieve that. And then she got the college somehow to give her $17,000 in grants. Woohoo! You know, we're just, come, every time our kids or grandkids get blessed, we are thrilled. How much more does God get his kicks when we're blessed and walk in the blessings he's provided for us? He wants to bless you. 
See, but you have to, res- have to already understand that you've been approved. Everyone say approved. We're talking about the approval factor. You've been approved to receive these blessings for your life in him. I mean, victory and wisdom and patience. How many of you think you need patience after this last week of heat? Anybody get a little cranky during that? Yeah, like, get away from me. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, patience, joy, hope, favor. Listen, he has already signed off for you. He's already signed off for each one of these things for your life. They're part of your inheritance. Did you hear me? They're part of, you're an heir, and they're part of your inheritance, and they're in your account. You just have to accept the offer. See, God has approved you for adoption, right? Your adoption, and you are irrevocably His. He's put every spiritual blessing from Jesus Christ into your account, and they are yours to receive. But that's not where the pre-approval ends, right? God has not only approved you to be adopted and approved you to be blessed. Number three is he has approved you to become good. Yeah, good. Check this out. It's in the Bible. For he chose us in Ephesians 1.4. He chose us. Underline that, would you? Chose us. He chose us. When you get home today, I want you to look in the mirror, and I want you to say to that person in the mirror, God chose you. He's not stuck with you. He chose you. I like to say that if God had a refrigerator, your face would be all over it. (laughs) Amen? He chose you. He chose us in him before the create. Notice, it wasn't just yesterday he chose you. He chose you before the creation of the world. Wow. To be two things, holy and blameless. Holy and blameless in his sight. See, God makes it clear in Scripture that his plan for his people is that his people become good, or we could say, like Jesus. Did you know that? That God wants you to become like his son. He wants you to become Christ-like. See, He wants you to become holy and blameless. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. Did you hear me? He has made him who knew no sin to become sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.21. See, God, that, that, right, our, right, our righteousness is twofold. First of all, it gives, it gives us right standing with God. Second, it gives us the ability to make right decisions and do right, see. Or be holy and blameless or be good, okay? So this is the part that so many are intimidated by. They say stuff like, I could never be holy. I could never be good. I could never be like Jesus, There's way too much in my past. I failed way too many times. I know that I'm, I I know what I'm really like, and I know I don't qualify for the the goodness that God's offering me. 
Now listen, if God's strategy in building his people was the same as the credit card companies, you might have a point. But how many of you know it's not? Amen? They use smoke and mirrors, you know, they use all sorts of things to con us into thinking that we're qualified for something. But that's not what God does. He doesn't ask you to do something beyond your potential, right? He doesn't call you and reject you in the same moment. The reason God chose you to become holy and blameless in his sight is because it is possible. Did you hear me? It is possible. And check this out. Regardless of what you have seen in yourself in the past, and regardless what you see in yourself today, God sees the person that you can become. Did you hear me? See, God, God has this sort of master plan in heaven. A master plan is the ability to see something before it exists, right? Years ago, when we built the building in, in Marshfield, we had a master plan or a model of the way it was going to look before it actually, we dug dirt. Master plan. See, God, God has a master plan for you. <laughs> Do you hear me? And he, and he sees, he sees you as you become, as you can become, not as you are. Yeah. He's still digging dirt. God's still digging dirt. He's still building your life, right? You're not, you're not, maybe not there yet. But here's the deal. God sees you, not as you are, but as you can become. Amen? With your full potential. He sees the person you can become. Hallelujah. He's not dangling some junk mail offer in front of you to tell you later that you don't measure up. You can't do it. It's not yours. And No, he's telling you today, this is who you can become, holy and blameless in his sight. Because this is our destiny, amen? This is our destiny, but we have to learn to accept it. it. It just doesn't happen. It's not like, you know, they don't fall on you like ripe cherries off a tree. They don't just happen because you're a Christian. You have to accept it, and you have to believe in it, and you have to walk in it, and trust God for it, see? Because it's yours, you just have to accept it, see? And walk in it. Now, as we close today... And that's our cue for our worship team to come. I remember years ago, I was uh, interviewing for a job. And the interviewer said before we started, he said, just so you know, we know you're our guy. I mean, you already have the job, right? It's yours. Uh, but, you know, the interview's just a formality, Right? The interviewer, or that interview reminded me of, of the offer that God makes. It's rigged. Did you hear me? It's rigged. He's saying, just so you know, this is the offer, and you qualify just so you know. <laughs> it's, it's rigged, right? It's rigged. You've already been approved. The job is yours. So take it. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ, listen to me now. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is a great day to accept the offer. It's a great day to accept the offer. He's inviting you to be his adopted son or daughter 
and I invite you to take this special offer today. No small print. Maybe you're a believer and you've been a believer for a long time, but perhaps you've been disconnected from these powerful promises that I've been talking about. And today is your day to stop living like you're an orphan and start accepting the fact that you have been adopted into God's family. And it, he is, you're irrevocably his kid. <laughs> hey man, even if you messed up last night or you messed up this morning, even if you said some things you shouldn't have had, all right, you are his. And we need to, each one of us need to learn to walk in our sonship, our daughtership, and experience all that God has in store for us. Let's stand to our feet. Approval. God has approved you. You've been pre-approved. <laughs> Oh, God, thank you so much. Life can beat us up pretty bad. It can make us feel like we're such miserable failures. It causes us to question the offer of salvation to us or the offer to be blessed, the offer to be adopted, the offer to walk holy and blameless before you. causes us to question whether that'll ever be possible. God, I pray that each one of us would allow the Holy Spirit today to paint a brand new picture on the inside of us, of how you see us. Wow. You see us so differently so much differently than we see ourselves. Give us eyes to see, God. Pull back the veil so that we can see how you see us. Give us ears to hear the things you say about us. Give us a heart to know how you feel about us. If you're here this morning and say, I, I just, I'm, I'm not a follower of Christ, I'm not serving him, but I want, I want to surrender my life to Jesus today and make him Lord. I want to be adopted by him into the family of God. No one's looking around, just bow your heads. I just want to see your hand. I want to pray for you if that's you. That's you and you'd say, I'm not and I want to be today. God bless you. Thank you not, but I want to be today. I want to surrender my life to him. I want to be adopted by God. God bless you. If you're here today and say, I've, I've kind of lived my life like I, I'm not a child of God. I've not accepted his offers. I've not walked in all that's available to me and that unlimited access to all the things you mentioned. And I just want that. I want to repent of that, and I want to experience all that God has for me. If that's you, would you slip up your hand? I want to pray for you. All over. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much. Father, 
We've come to that place in our time together that I'm asking you to do something very significant in each of our lives today so that we can leave here different than we came. And we want to experience you. For those of you that want to surrender your life to, to Jesus and become adopted by him, just simply say from your heart, Jesus, be my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died on a cross for me and you rose again. And I make you the Lord of my life today, the leader of my life. I'm yours. Adopt me. Father, I pray for the rest of us as well. God, help each one of us tap into the spiritual blessings that have been given to us. We are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. You said that. We're not twisting your arm or trying to manipulate something. That's what you said. That's what your word says. And we simply decide to step into what's already ours, what you provided for us. Unlimited access to everything that's good and needed for this life. God, I pray that each one of us would wake up tomorrow morning and say, God, I want to experience every single blessing you have in store for me today. I want to walk in the newness of life I want to walk in who I am in Christ. I want to walk in the blessings that you've bestowed upon us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take just a minute as we worship here and talk to the Lord about some of these things that are going on in your heart right now. This is response time. This is where we respond to what God is doing inside of us.